I want to thank Jason and the praise team for giving us a good example and an opportunity to give kindness and gentleness to people in the midst of worship today. It was just an object lesson. As we continue looking at the fruit of the Spirit, we're looking at kindness and gentleness today. Our lesson comes from the book of James, chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. I invite you to hear God speaking to us again through these words of Holy Scripture. Are any of you wise and understanding? Show that your actions are good with a humble lifestyle that comes from wisdom. However, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, then stop bragging and living in ways that deny the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above. Instead, it is from the earth, natural and demonic. Wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there is disorder and everything that is evil. What of the wisdom from above? First, it is pure and then it is peaceful, gentle, obedient, filled with mercy and good actions, fair and genuine. Those who make peace sow the seeds of justice by their peaceful acts. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may have noticed I titled this sermon, Don't Be a Jerk. The number of people who checked with me this week to make sure that was really what I meant to title the sermon. But it's really that simple. Jesus invites us to not be jerks. We've all encountered the jerks in traffic, in the checkout line. We're sometimes uncomfortably behind them as they order in the restaurant or check out at the doctor's office. Jesus invites us instead to live a different way with kindness and gentleness when we go back to the original languages of the fruit of the Spirit we find in Galatians 5, the word that we have translated kindness means moral excellence in our behavior. And the word gentleness means humility in attitude. Another way to say that is kindness is what we do and what we refrain from doing. Gentleness is how we do it. Now, of course, as you see, kindness intersects with many of the other characteristics. Kindness is peaceful and peace-seeking. Patience is being kind. Love behaves itself kindly. Generosity shows kindness to those with less. There are, as I have said, one fruit of the Spirit with many ways to describe it. These are the nine characteristics that give evidence to the Holy Spirit being at work in our lives. The ethics of kindness, yes, that's a thing. The ethics of kindness says that kindness is the quality of being friendly, considerate, and generous. A kind person considers the feelings of others, tries to help them, and avoids actions that do them harm. Affection, empathy, and giving are qualities of a kind person. Perhaps you, like I, have been the recipient of random acts of kindness, or maybe you have participated in doing that. I experienced it as I was going through the drive-thru at Jack's restaurant, and when I pulled up to the window to pay, she said, 
car in front of you got it. I've watched in the restaurants as someone will pay for another one's meal. Just no connection to the person. We are told in the Bible, don't give to get back. Don't throw a party and invite people so they'll invite you to their party. Just do good things for no reason and with no expectation of return. That's kindness. Gentleness has also been translated as meekness or humility. St. Augustine said, Humility is the foundation of all the other virtues. Hence, in the soul in which the virtue does not exist, there cannot be any other except in mere appearance. Humility is not thinking more highly of yourself than of others, not thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. A humble person does not force their way and insist on being right. They recognize that there may be more than one right way to accomplish something. A humble person is just free from having to protect their own ego or their reputation. It is enough to do the right thing and know that God sees it and not have to be sure everyone else does as well. Humility means being willing to learn, to admit that we are sometimes wrong, that we make mistakes. It means being willing to listen, not just to pause speaking, but to really hear what the other person is saying. Humility is seeking out, seeking to put yourself in another's shoes, to have empathy and compassion. Humility is trusting what God says about you more than anyone else. Now, kindness and gentleness do not mean being a doormat. One of the frequent criticisms that I hear about the Christian faith is that we've turned Jesus into a wimp. He's, he's kind of soft. Where is the place for strong people, for those with leadership gifts, with outspoken personalities, with can-do attitudes? Where do they fit in following Jesus? Being kind and gentle does not mean being soft or weak. One of my favorite TV shows is one called Escaping Polygamy, where a group of sisters are helping other women raised in fundamentalist cults break out and have a life outside of that. And I learned on that show that one of the things that they're taught from an early age is the phrase, stay sweet. All the little girls all the way through womanhood are taught, stay sweet, stay sweet. Now, what that means is, don't get that adolescent attitude, that toddler two thing. Um, don't rebel. But it also goes further and means don't have a bad day and let anyone see it. Don't stand up for yourself. Don't question anything that you are told. My friends, that isn't kindness and gentleness being cultivated. That is weaponizing the word of God to abuse and control others. That is not what the Bible teaches us, it is not the example of Jesus. The example of Jesus is one of tenderness and strength, of humility and confidence. The same Savior who gently took little children into his arms, called religious fools vipers, snakes, and sons of snakes in Matthew 12 and 23. The same Jesus who wept 
at Lazarus' tomb, who was moved to resurrect a widow's son in the middle of the funeral, who touched and healed a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, also braided a whip and gave some people what they had coming, turned over their tables and ran them out of the holy spaces because what was in their heart was absolutely unholy. There's no doormat. There's no weakness. There's no asking you to give up the leadership and the can-do gifts that God has given you. This is not a call for us to lay down and be run over. It's just a call to lay down our selfish ambition, our jealousy, and our bitterness. To be kind and patient with one another. The strong words and actions of Jesus were still kind and gentle because they were in defense of others and not of himself. They were in service to truth and righteousness and not his own position and power. We are kind and gentle, not when we exercise our strength in defense of ourselves, but in the defense of truth especially the truth of God, of God's kingdom, and of the love of God available to all. That's why our text this morning spoke of releasing jealousy, refusing bitterness, and rejecting selfish ambition. As we examine kindness and gentleness today, I want to invite you to close your eyes for a moment and consider the following questions. Where are kindness and gentleness evident in my life? Where do they need to be more evident? Are my actions kind? Is my attitude gentle? Am I acquainted with humility? Am I defending myself and my reputation or that of others? Am I teachable, willing to learn when I thought I already knew everything? Is there room in my life to admit when I am wrong? Do I speak to others without bitterness? Do I seek the good of all, especially the least, the last, and the lost, and not myself? Let us pray. Almighty, gracious, and loving God, help us to be kind and gentle with ourselves and with others. Let the actions of our hands and the words of our mouth flow with your Holy Spirit fruit. Cultivate in us fertile ground for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, and self-control. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.